great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good morning. Thank you, Rita Cosby, Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77. Boy, do we have a lot to get to this morning. Number one, talk about a disgusting indignity. This story's been floating around, around the country for years, but military families, active duty military families in our area forced to rely on food pantries to survive in what's being described as grossly expensive New York City. And of course, the backdrop in my mind is the luxury treatment that migrants receive. And active members of our military are forced to turn to food pantries. From one of the worst mayors of New York City in recent history, during COVID, Mayor Bill de Blasio had predicted this would help the Big Apple beat the crisis and prepare for the next. He bragged on April 21st of 2020, This is a story about doing the impossible. We've never made a ventilator before, and so we've made thousands. The mayor bragged, we learned it would take a year, and so we did it in a month. Well, guess what has happened now? New York City has been forced to sell nearly $225 million dollars worth of COVID supplies for practically pennies on the dollar. Pennies on the dollar. The de Blasio administration, to give you an example, overpaid for items that included 50,000 face shields at $6.70 each compared to an average price at the start of the pandemic of $3.67. This is based on information from the uh, city comptroller, uh, Brad Lander, right? So it's all part of 700,000 face shields that were put up for auction last week with an opening bid of just $1,000 or stated another way, 14 cents. Pennies on the dollar. I want you to listen right now before we go on to our next stories to what Mayor Adams had to say a short time ago, a few hours ago, as it relates to this. Think about this, folks. I mean, I wish I knew about the auction. $225 million in COVID supplies, and the city has been forced to auction them off for pennies on the dollar. Listen to Mayor Adams. This is a case where the rule does not fit the circumstance. The charter calls for a 90-day stockpile. After that 90-day, we have to make the determination of my understanding either to auction it off, give it away, or discard it. That's just a bad rule. And so as you stated, hundreds of millions of dollars uh, will auction off for $500,000. We need to reexamine that that rule. Uh, COVID created an environment uh, that none of us expected. And so we had to purchase far more than what we would have traditionally purchased. So somewhere in the charter rule, we need to state that under certain circumstances, we are not forced with, hey, it's 90 days. Let's get rid of this stuff, no matter what the cost is uh, that's associated with it. I think 
that that needs to be reexamined. And I'm going to communicate with the team and figure out what options uh, do we have because taxpayers' dollars should be uh, spent better. Thank you, de Blasio, one of the worst mayors ever in New York City history. And to show how much the vote is entrenched in terms of for Democrats in this city, we we all don't need a reminder, but this man was reelected in the city of New York. There is a push, another story we'll get to this morning, a push to remove the Cuomo name and restore the Tappan Zee Bridge, and it's that this effort is getting new life with Democratic support. Governor Andrew Cuomo pushed it through. It wasn't right. There wasn't uh, public support. But, but, but his father, Mario Cuomo, deserves the honor. He served the state honorably. But this one is starting to sound like a losing battle. The change of name Sounds like it's on the way and within a matter of just a couple of months. And former President Donald Trump criticizing President Biden for going to Ukraine over visiting the site of Ohio's train derailment. And so I I want you to listen to this, because if, if you're a resident, if you are a resident of the state of Ohio, It's only natural that you said to yourself, why is the president of the United States on President's Day in Ukraine rather than being here in Ohio? And I want you to listen to the uh, mayor, to the mayor of East Palestine, and uh, his name is Trent uh, Conaway, and he is accusing Biden of abandoning his domestic responsibility, and he says that it is a big slap in the face. Absolutely. That was the biggest slap in the face. That tells you right now he doesn't care about us. So Agreed. Uh, he can send every agency he wants to, but uh, I found that out this morning in one of the briefings that he was in the Ukraine giving millions of dollars away to people over there and not to us, and I'm furious. On so, President's Day in our yeah, country. Yeah, President's Day in our country, he's... He's uh, over in Ukraine, so that tells you what kind of guy he is. Perhaps it does. Something like that should not happen, should not happen. Let's open up the phone lines, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Food insecurity among active-duty military personnel across the country It's a growing problem. It's a growing problem, and it's disgusting. It now affects more than 25% of military families. 25% of military families, according to a recent study from the Rand Corporation. And so one woman by the name of uh, Jamie Billard, grew up in a military family, and says she thought she knew the meaning of sacrifice. But nothing prepared her or her family for a transfer to New York City where they often go without meat. And by the way, she's eight months pregnant. Her husband is in the Coast Guard. Her family often goes without meat because they can't afford it. It's not in their budget because of the high price of groceries. She's 31 years old and lives in base housing on Staten Island with her three children and her husband. He's in the Coast Guard. She's due on St. Patrick's Day, again, eight months pregnant, and moved with her family in 2019 from northern Illinois, where she worked as a high school science teacher. But that is no longer an option because things are so expensive here that her children, 9, 4, and 2, she has to stay home and take care of them because daycare is just too expensive in the area. Now think about this for a second, folks. And, yes, I'm upset. 
I am upset because military families are being forced to turn to food pantries, to food pantries. And it is, it is, it is simply, it's horrible. You tell me another way to put it. It's horrible. All that money spent on the migrants. How about, how about redirecting those funds to where the money is supposed to go to American citizens and in particular the American military? The American military. Let's start with the uh, tele- telephone calls. Let's begin with Norman in Brooklyn. Good morning, Norman. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Okay, uh, we're talking about uh, about the surplus, about how COVID supplies and COVID respirators and all sorts of things get sold uh, for <laughs> pennies on the dollar. That's the nature of, of government purchases and surplus. Uh, i give you an example. Uh, like when we had like field jackets, which had a digital pattern to them, uh, the taxpayers were charged huge amounts of money to produce that field jacket. Then when they, then when the army decides uh, that they're, they're, they change the, the, the camouflage pattern and they issue all different jackets, those get sold in the surplus at like basically pennies or very little on the dollar. That's, the nature of government acquisition and selling. So, uh, but Norman, uh, but Norman, it may be the nature, but does it make it right? Does it make sense? No, no, it does not make it right. But it's the nature of the beast of government acquisition and selling. And I mean, you know, they charge. You know, they'll, they'll charge to make a light bulb that you can, you and I can buy in Home Depot for I don't know, dollar a bulb, bulb three dollars a bulb. And they'll charge like thirty dollars a bulb. You know, I mean, it's uh, it's all about it's all about money, Dom. That's what it comes yes. down to. Well, Norman, I I appreciate you, and I thank you for your call this morning. Thank you, and have a uh, a great morning. Let's go from Norman in Brooklyn to Pete in New Hampshire. Good morning, Pete. You're on Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. Yes. Good morning, Dom, and thank you very much for taking my call. Uh, First off, uh, this this isn't a shock to me. Uh, I served in Vietnam, but back years later, I learned through uh, other members of the military that were married. Uh, it was a struggle even back then in the uh, late 60s, 70s, right up through to today. It's still a struggle for a married couple, especially that's bad enough, but with a child, uh, it's even worse. I mean, it, it's, it's, so it's not a shock to me that this is going on. The irony of it is horrible. Um, the other thing is, Dom, there's two other issues. As far as when de Blasio was mayor, there were no masks so supposedly available in the New York, New Jersey area. But Correct. then all of a sudden they discovered masks in the warehouse, if you remember back then. And all of a sudden these masks appeared. <clears throat> Somebody stumbled upon them in a warehouse. Instead of getting rid of those masks, they should be left in warehouse and mothballed for future use. The other thing is Biden going to Pol- Poland over there. Biden doesn't know who to pick, really. All the left seems to do is run down Putin at the same time and calling him a dictator, you know. But what about what, but what about Zelensky? This guy's a dictator as well. The other thing is, that, so Biden goes to Poland, okay, Dom? And he turns around and he says, well, he walks away with a deal. Well, we're going to we the federal taxpayers in this country, we the pe- people that that work and pay the bills in Washington, that we're going to fund and build a nuclear reactor power plant in Poland. What the hell is going on with this country, Dom? Well, th- this is why, Pete. Thank you for the call, and and have a great morning. This is why. This is why I have constantly said. And we are aware of the uh, possibility, the speculation out of the grand jury in Georgia. But this is why I have consistently said, don't sleep on President Trump. Because when he, in terms of possibly going back to the White House, when he stands up there and says America first, it resonates in ways that the political establishment just doesn't get it. Americans are sick and tired of footing the bill 
to benefit almost everyone else, and and we're stuck when we need the support. And it is utterly disgusting that military families, this woman is eight months pregnant with three children, and because daycare, her husband's in the Coast Guard, but, but because daycare is so expensive, it is cheaper for the family for her to stay home and deal with her three kids rather than fulfill her career, uh, which which she may want to do. I mean, I don't know. Maybe she wants to stay home with her kids. But, but the reality is that the option should be hers. And the fourth kid is about to arrive. And her, her husband is currently serving our country, and they've got to go to a food pantry on Staten Island that's open uh, two days out of the month. How do you think that makes that family feel? And and what what messages are, is this sending her children? Her children that witnessed this, and because mom is eight months pregnant, her kids, certainly her oldest daughter, has to help her carry the items. She has to actually get some type of meat products from the food pantry or there's no meat for the family at the dinner table. They had to literally, essentially, park their vehicle because of the high prices of gas and walk on Staten Island. And the husband riding a bike to his his, uh, post at the Coast Guard. And you're going to put migrants up at a hotel? In Midtown, at the cost of taxpayers, when our people are in serious, serious trouble in this country, it's just all dead wrong. Al in Yonkers, good morning, Al. What's on your mind? Good morning to you, Dominic. You know, I just wanted to say I would be supportive of uh, legislation to uh, remove the name of Mario Cuomo from the Tappan Zee Bridge. Uh, the reason is because when Andrew Cuomo, his son, uh, named uh, the bridge after his father, he pushed it through, and there wasn't public support there. Uh, he didn't. He didn't have. He didn't care that the Tappan Zee Bridge was also, A.K.A., known as the Malcolm Wilson Bridge. You know, he served briefly as governor after uh, after Nelson Rocky Rockefeller. So I think. Uh, it was wrong that he pushed it through, meaning uh, Andrew Cuomo. And I think I would be supportive of the name being changed back to the Tappan Zee Bridge and doing away with Mario Cuomo. It was done uh, the wrong way and uh, improperly. Well, I, I hear you, Al, but having covered the father, Mario Cuomo, yes, uh, he, he was, he was a, a sort of a different politician. We all know the talk of him running for president and the plane on the tarmac and all, all of that stuff. We exactly. get it. And a, and a Democratic icon and a, a left, uh, if you will. I don't know if I should really call him left because he was somewhat sensible compared to the clowns that we have today. But I, I really do feel that Mario Cuomo is worthy of the honor. Did his son Andrew Cuomo go about it the right way? No, Al, he didn't. Thank you for the call. He didn't go about it the right way because he knew that it would not happen uh, if he did. If he if he did uh, seek public support on the matter. So if it was if it was the Andrew Cuomo bridge, I would say no. That's not something that that should stand. But. If we're going to be honest about this, uh, Mr. Cuomo, meaning Andrew Cuomo, has disgraced the family name where his father is now in the same brush in terms of people just don't want to see the Cuomo name. Let's go to Richie. Richie in the Bronx. Good morning, Richie. You are on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Um, regarding the family of the Coast Guard member, from a, from a financial perspective, do you think that having four children was a reasonable choice for them to make? 
So, so wait, Richie. So now we want to blame the military family. I mean, I'm just trying to understand your perspective. We're, we're going to blame well, the family. Well, military families are not immune from responsibilities more than any other family. Okay. Well, well, Richie, are are, are we putting the same um, constraints, uh, restrictions on on migrant families? Are, are they facing the same? Constraints? Yeah, Richie, I, I, I can't I can't hear you. There's something wrong with the phone line, but thank you for the call. I I um I, 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 I strongly feel that the family, this family in particular, has every right to have as many children as they want to have. In in particular, the, the, the family is serving this country honorably in the Coast Guard. What are the migrants doing for us? Take, take, take. And so I don't have a problem uh, with with the amount with the amount of uh, 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 kids. I do have a problem that an active duty service member, and he's not the first. He's certainly not going to be the last. Where his family is on a budget of nine hundred dollars a month, and and they've got to pay for uh, kids' activities and everything else, and live, and they can't they can't make ends meet without. A food pantry. Think about that for a second, folks. Please think about that for a second. Let's go before I take a break. Let's go to Cindy in Westchester. Good morning, Cindy. What's on your mind? Uh, yes, I'm on food stamps, and you can call your card and hear transactions. And it usually goes in on the 4th, and it didn't. So I called a number, and they said, oh, no, we put it in there. I said, no, you didn't. I called for transactions. There's nothing in there. So I decided I'm going to the office. I go to the office. They treat you terribly. They won't let you see your case manager. You can't talk to anybody. Uh, One person said, oh, well, it is what it is. And I said, what do you mean it is what it is? They said, call this number. I called the number. The guy's insistent. I said, well, I call back on my transactions, and it doesn't say that anything anything went in the fourth. On the fourth, the guy says, well, I don't know. And I said, what do you mean you don't know? You're the only one who can help me. And he said, well, I don't know. He says, maybe you got a new card. And I said, I never received a new card. I said, can you tell me, did they issue me a new card? I don't know. Do you think anybody else that came here from another country has gone through this? No, I don't, Cindy, and and that's why listening to you, that's what's going through my mind. You you've got the commissioner of 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 uh, immigrant services literally showing up to the port authority to welcome these migrants to the country, and to to give them stuff and just give it all away. And you're describing to me a situation uh, where you and I know is almost life or death because if you can't get food, what are you supposed to do? And you're an American well, citizen. Well, they were giving us an extra $95, which stops in February during the COVID. Now, I haven't gotten that $212 yet. So I marched my behind over to small claims court. And I filed a small claims court uh, suing uh, the Department of Social Services. So they can go to court and they can show every transaction and every deposit. They can't just say, oh, I put it in there. Right. No. But, but Cindy, did, did you ask, ask to speak to a supervisor? They wouldn't let me talk to anybody. They said, we don't see anybody. We don't talk to anybody here. This is the number. I think it was CSIC or something like that. Oh, this is who you have to call. They're the, they're the ones. We don't see people anymore. And the woman came out late to the counter with a cup of coffee, laughing. I said, I want my case manager's name. She said, oh, I can't. I can't look it up on the computer. I said, you're telling me you got a computer in front of you? You can't tell me the name of my case manager? No, I can't. I said, well, you go in the back and you find out who it is. She goes in the back. She comes out with a number. I said, that's not a name. Is that the well, case number? Cindy, I'm, it's, I'm, 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 I'm sorry that, that you're going through this. And, and please uh, give us a call and let me know how this situation uh, works out. Um, 
And and if it's not resolved soon, please call us and let us know, uh, because oftentimes, uh, and I, I mean, I can't solve everyone's problem, so let me say that up front. But oftentimes, when government agencies get a telephone call from a reporter, all of a sudden magic happens and the problem disappears. So, Cindy, please let us know in the next couple of days uh, what your status is. I thank you uh, for the telephone call. And, you know, Cindy's situation in terms of her uh, food stamps and not being posted to her card and she needs this in order to survive and so on, this is why I say, and a lot of my friends get angry at me when I say this to them, but this is why I say that half of these people that work in these government agencies, this is why I couldn't be mayor because I would fire them immediately on the spot. Because you know, just like I know, that they're not competent. And they don't have the sensitivity to work with someone that's in a desperate situation. To them, it's all about them and their boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever issues. Have you ever had a vehicle towed? If you want to see how bad government can be, have a vehicle towed and go over to the pier to pick up your vehicle I forgot the exact uh, address address where where it is. And you've got to listen to a young lady, and I'm late for a break. You've got to listen to a young lady that's on the phone with her boyfriend, arguing with her boyfriend, and the last thing in the world, and she's at the cashier's window, and the last thing in the world she wants to do is service the public. And then when she gets off the phone with her boyfriend, she has an attitude and wants to take it out on you. These, I'm not saying all workers, but these are the types of workers that have to go. Cindy should not have to go through a situation like that. Okay, folks, I've got to take a break. I'm all worked up at Cindy's situation about not uh, receiving her food stamps, a number of issues, and I'm worked up and, uh, and frankly pissed off that a Coast Guard family in Staten Island has to turn to a food pantry twice a month in order to survive. When we come back, time for a break. We're going to the Catskills, Queens, the Bronx, Suffolk, Brooklyn, Astoria, and North Carolina. Talk Radio 77 WABC. And it is time for some action. A military family in our area forced to turn to food pantries twice a month in order to make ends meet. It is disgusting. Bill de Blasio, the worst mayor one could think of, bought all the COVID supplies, and that was expected, but $225 million worth of COVID supplies, and the city just uh, auctioned it off for literally less than pennies on the dollar. $225 million uh, brought in 500000 So you do the math. We, the taxpayers, pay $225 million, and what do we have in return to show for it? 500000 Wow. We are also dealing with uh, the push to uh, rename to rename the um, Mario Cuomo Bridge back to the Tappan Zee Bridge, receiving new life with uh, Democratic support. Uh, Governor Andrew Cuomo pushed it through; it wasn't right. Uh, very little, uh, no, no public, no public uh, input on the matter. But I still strongly believe that his father deserves the honor. But it doesn't matter because um, the political will is uh, is uh, not not with the Cuomo name these days, and also the issue the issue of Ohio and the train derailment there, and a number of officials are upset that President Biden was in Ukraine yesterday and not Ohio, including former President 
Donald Trump. Let's go back to your telephone calls. Let's go to Phil in the Bronx. Good morning, Phil. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yes, good morning, Dominic. Good to hear your voice, and I uh, hope you're well. And uh, here's the deal. I, I've, I've been in the service uh, for about close to eight years. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm much older right now. I, I'm out of the service. And uh, I, I recall that the pay, the pay, unless you had rank, uh, you didn't get, you didn't really make out well at all. The point is, right now, I've spoken to a few of my veterans uh, about what's going on. And they're, they're telling me that the pay is not exactly good. Now, this, this poor guy's got five mouths to feed, you know, including himself. They live it on $900. I understand that, but the point is, what is his rank? If he's not an officer, he's not going to make the, make the money. The second thing is— Okay, but wait, 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 wait. Well, Phil, Phil, why is that even relevant? I, I'm not, I'm not well, getting— Well, it's relevant because the income that he receives is not sufficient— to support five people. No, no, I know. No, I, 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 I get that. I get that. When I when I came out of college, I started to go. I considered the military, where I would go in as a second uh, lieutenant because uh, because of having a college degree. But again, I still don't understand what's the point that you're making. I'm going to let you make your second point. But okay, he doesn't have the rank. We know that they are grossly underpaid. What is your point exactly? My point is this. You have people like that woman, Cindy, who's living on food stamps. You have people on food stamps. You have elderly couples, disabled people living on food stamps. They're making, they're, they seem to be making the ends meet because it's one person, albeit they only get $200 a month. The point is they're making it. What, what happens here is that people don't understand when you hear numbers and stuff coming out about a person suffering and, and having to go to food pantries. We don't know what their personal story is. We don't know how much debt they may be carrying, how much how much expenses that they have for medical things. It's true. It's not right. It's not equity. I mean, the thing of giving these illegal aliens these tons and tons of money, I think that's absolutely unquestionably criminal. And, and I, I, I'm totally against it. These people have no standing in this country. Meanwhile, you have homeless vets out there, and I, I know two or three of them, who are suffering like animals. They can't even get disability. Some of them have bad DSTD, and they, they, they can't, they cannot get disability. And meanwhile, these people are getting paid at hand and foot. I think it's time, between you and me, it's time for a taxpayer revolution. Well, it, it's time for, for something to happen, Phil. I, I appreciate your call, and um, I, I respect what you're saying. It, it just doesn't make, and thank you, Phil, it just doesn't make any sense government officials lining up to give migrants thing right and and we have active military that that is that doesn't know if, if you, that are eating without meat that don't know if they're going to make it. It, it it's it's just it's all wrong robert suffolk county good morning robert what's on your mind Good morning, Dominic. Good to hear you. Thank you. Go hey, right ahead, Robert. If I remember right, President Trump raised the pay of the military to try and help to address situations like this. I haven't seen or heard of Biden doing anything, despite the inflation in recent time that was caused by him and his policies. Hmm. You know, it, it's interesting. It's um, it's interesting, Robert, because um. Today I I went um I went to my local shop right and uh and my son was with me and we were standing in front of the aisle with um with all of the uh dressings you know for salads and my son who doesn't pay attention to this stuff he said uh he said wow dad the cost of a salad dressing has really gone up it was like 4.89 a bottle for one bottle of salad dressing I bought two, right. two, uh, two of the packs of, um, of uh, salad, the, the greens for salad. That was on sale, two for $7. I mean, it's, it's just, and, and even the fruit, you know, I, 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 buy, I buy some apples, I buy some pears. I mentioned this the other night on the air. And I look up and the, the, the apples are like $9 and the pears are like $9 and I'm walking out the store and I just dropped almost fifty dollars 
and bought uh, basically nothing. Robert, I, I do appreciate your call. Thank you very much. Let's go to uh, Phyllis in Queens. Good morning, Phyllis. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Thank you. Good morning, dear Dominic. How are you? Good morning. Uh, so many things to address. First of all, of course, Biden should not have been in Poland on President's Day. At least he could have been in our own country on that day. I'm glad he went there. It's very important to support the Ukraine because we will have a war otherwise. But, um, you know, I mean, I think he could have used his judgment better if he ever had any. And it certainly should have been already in Ohio. And this is just an example of how he and the whole administration continues to ignore us. I said we need to make a new group, like that man just said about a revolution, like called the um, Coalition for Citizens That Are Ignored or something like that. Um, the lady with the food stamps, I, I, I understand I'm in the same boat. And this poor woman from the um, military, I don't even understand. How come the military doesn't have their own daycare? Why don't they? And if they don't, they should establish it. And there should be some representative somewhere, I don't know if she's from Staten Island, who can institute this. And I guess we're not going to use um, the mayor's plan to eat lentils. I guess that's out of the picture, right? So um, I'm being sarcastic, of course. I, I really think, of course, we should be using this money from the immigrants for the vets, especially active duty vets. Why aren't they in the hotel rooms? It's outrageous. It's absolutely outrageous. And it's it's because this administration continues to ignore us. And they're just arrogant. They just, there's you know, woke, their policies, their this, their that. They don't think about the people. They don't care about the people, obviously. Yeah, it does seem that way, Phyllis. I thank you for the call this morning. It, it, it becomes a matter of why would you cater to these migrants and not cater to people that have served the country? It defies logic all the way around the board. Chris in the Catskills. Good morning, Chris. What's on your mind? Hey, good morning, Dominic. Uh, James Scoofus, the state senator that's authoring the legislation to change the name uh, back to the Tappan Zee Bridge, he's a campaigning genius because that's going to help him get reelected. He only won by 890 votes in the newly configured district after the census, and he represents a district that was plus 15 Zeldin as a Democrat, and he represented Senate and Assembly districts prior that were plus 14 Trump as a Democrat. He got elected to the Woodbury Town Board at age 23, and the following year he got elected to the State Assembly at age 24. I'm not a huge fan of the one legislation piece he he got passed last year banning the use of the name Independent, Independence Party, or Indy in a party name if you do independent petitioning to make up your own uh, ballot line for the general election. But see, these things that he's doing are very clever that help him to get elected. I actually bumped into him a month ago up in the Capitol. I was doing some lobbying for healthcare with the governor's office, and I introduced myself to him. I've seen him debate in person, but never, we. I know people that know him in politics. And I, he was talking to another senator, and I said, hey, if you ever get primary challenged, I'll come down to Orange County and help out your campaign because uh, he's a conservative Democrat that, you know, the socialists are uh, trying to take over that part of New York, too. They already moved up my way and they're more successful up where I live. I, I hear you, Chris. And uh, thank you. Thank you for that. He is uh, he is leading the effort on the Democratic side to uh, change the name back of the Tapping to change to change the Mario Cuomo bridge back to the Tappan Z bridge. I've got to take a uh, break, folks. When we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter. Then we'll continue with your telephone calls from New Jersey to the Bronx, Manhattan, Brooklyn, Long Island, Astoria, and North Carolina. WABC. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. Attacks on senior citizens. The issue is real, and a former maintenance worker for an Upper West Side apartment building and his pal were indicted Tuesday for the brutal murder and sexual assault of a beloved great-grandmother. So the man that did work in the building, uh, according to authorities, strangled 
and sexually abused 74-year-old Maria Hernandez on January 18th in her apartment on West 83rd Street near Columbus Avenue. And the man had worked at the property and apparently tried to cover up the gruesome killing by breaking into the basement maintenance office and cutting the wires to the building's CCTV system before lying in wait inside Hernandez's uh, apartment. And uh, the two men left the great-grandma to die after gagging her and uh, tying her arms and legs up with a rope, according to the indictment. We are taking your telephone calls. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. Coming up at the top of the hour, Frank Morano and the other side of Midnight. Mary Jane on Long Island, good morning. What's on your mind? Good morning. I wanted to tell you, I worked for DOD, and we had sailors working with us, and they told us about the Navy Relief Fund. We would have fundraising, hot dog sales at lunchtime, bake sales in the morning or at lunchtime. It would go to the Navy Relief Fund for those military and their families that needed something, if they needed a stroller, they needed something for their children. And it was a great pleasure to do that. In, and, in, in terms of helping the families? Yes, yes. It's a fund that the Navy has. And we did fundraising. We bought the stuff in ourselves, and it was enjoyable, and it was for a great cause. And so, I mean, something needs to be uh, reestablished, Mary Jane. Uh, thank you for pointing that out. It, it is just despicable that uh, that veterans and active uh, active duty service members and their families are going through uh, situations like this. Let's go to uh, John in Brooklyn. Good morning, John. What's on your mind? I'm going to be sarcastic, but I am going to suggest, suggest we institute the plantation system for the refugees. Take everything they've gotten away from them. Give them to the veterans and the active duty personnel who need it. And, and with anyone who's able-bodied, men and women, we work them like slaves. Hmm. Well, I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm being sarcastic about this, but first of all, they had no business coming here. Secondly, they're not protected under any of our uh, legal laws because they're not citizens. And if they want to stay here, then they, they, they should be here as slaves. Otherwise, ship them back to where they came from. And and what what I'm thinking about right now, John, as as you're speaking, what what's and, uh, and you know I'm being sarcastic. I'm not, you know, being entirely serious about this. I don't want anyone to think that I am proposing uh, uh, the uh, reinstitution of slavery. But you know, these ingrates need need to get a wake up call, and maybe something like this might be the best way of doing it. Well, John, I, I appreciate your call. Thank you for reaching out uh, this morning. What I was thinking about as John was making his comment. So this man, this uh, this uh, soldier belonged, this uh, active duty military personnel, he belongs to the Coast Guard. His wife is eight months pregnant. They have uh, three children. And so his wife says, and they're, they're assigned to uh, a base in Staten Island. And his wife says there are some nights where they don't have uh, meat because they simply can't afford it. Now, I want you to think about that. So now let's look at the migrant situation and a pregnant woman that's a migrant. She's having food thrown at her in every direction. Remember, so much so that they threw out all those bags of sandwiches because they didn't want it. It didn't meet their dietary commands or demands, I should say. And so you have one pregnant woman, an American citizen, and she, her family can't have meat some, some days. And you have another pregnant woman who happens to be a migrant, and they're having food thrown at them, cell phones, hotel stays. This is dead wrong. And how... If you're the leader of the free world, how could you permit this to happen? It's just wrong. It's not right. Judy, 
Manhattan. Good morning, Judy. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Uh, yes, sir. I'm wondering if you think that Biden's uh, treatment of Americans in need and our police and our military being treated as sort of second-class citizens in favor of these world migrants and foreign countries, could it possibly be because he has signed up uh, our nation to world governance, according to the Paris Accord and and uh, all sorts of comprehensive plans that communities have taken that regionalize everything, including our schools uh, systems? Uh, could that possibly be the case? Because there's something called the World Governance Foundation, and they lay out a pretty pretty uh, complete plan for this kind of thing. I wonder if Biden's on to that instead of us. Well, Judy, I, I don't know what the president is thinking, but again, this is why I say I cannot believe, and thank you for the call, Judy, I cannot believe that this man is is uh, apparently going to run for re-election. I mean, the fact of the matter is, with all due respect to the presidency, Mr. Biden, haven't you done enough damage already, you and your vice president? Let's go to uh, David from the Bronx. Good morning, David. What's on your mind? Yes, good morning, Dominic. I have to address a couple of things said by previous callers because it's just it's too much. All right, first of all, your caller that suggested that we turn these migrants into slaves, I know he said he was being sarcastic, but he also said these people don't have legal rights. Any person in the borders of the United States, no matter how they got here, have rights under our Constitution. You could check that on the Internet. It's a fact, okay? And your last caller with this world government nonsense, why do we have to keep delving into Alex Jones' territory? Whatever you think about President Biden, he is not trying to destroy this country. President okay, wait, Biden okay, wait, 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 David, David, so wait. Okay. So, wait, no, 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 no. And I, I, I appreciate you stopping for a second here. So, because people point out of all this wokeness in the country and and the horrible things that are happening, that's going into Alex Jones' territory? When you talk about world government and the president working for some type of secret cabal, yeah, that's Alex Jones' territory, not you. You have guests, you have callers that do this all the time. It's very frustrating because, listen, I am a liberal person. You know I've had difficulties with the system, but I do not have ideas in my head about ruining this country because I love this country. I believe this is the greatest country on earth. That's why people are trying to come here. People aren't trying to get into Russia or China. They're trying to get into America for a reason. All right. And I'm tired of all these handouts, but let's be reasonable. Let's not talk about enslaving people who came here for whatever reason they came here. Okay. That's not right. And as far as our troops go and the Coast Guard, $900 a month is less than $11,000 a year. That is well below the poverty level. That's outrageous. And for your callers who keep attacking President Biden, he proposed the largest increase in military pay for the past 20 years in his next budget. So let's see what Congress does. These Republicans that supposedly care so much about our troops, they're the ones that control the purse strings. So why don't they increase military pay? I'm looking at you, Kevin McCarthy. Well, we'll we'll see what happens, David. I thank you for the call, and we have thank a lot you. we have a uh, a lot of calls. We're going to try and get back to them, but first, I'm joined by Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Good morning to you, Hello, sir. Hello, Dominic. What do you have coming up? Uh, we got an action-packed show. You know, uh, we basically shot down these three UFOs that they claim were not balloons and not extraterrestrial and not Chinese. We don't know what they are, but we shot them down for $437,000 a pop. And a couple of days ago, the government announced, oh, we stopped looking for them. 
So apparently no one other than me cares about this anymore. So we're going to delve into it in a big way with Dr. Sky, one of my uh, favorite people to talk to. He's going to join us next hour and a guy with one of the best voices in all of radio. And yes, and he does. He's right. <laughs> I heard your interview <laughs> with if, him if last If I week. only had his voice, I'd be, I'd be all set. Yeah, you and me both. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed his discussion with you uh, when you were filling in on the, the Cats at Night show yes, uh, the week yes, before yes. last. Uh, Grime Randall's going to join me. He's also an aviation historian, uh, but he's also uh, a little bit more willing to delve into the to the unexplained and kind of the, the territory of aliens and stuff like that. So we're going to talk with him in the two o'clock hour. It is George Washington's birthday, so I'm going to be talking about George Washington's life with writer David O. Stewart, who wrote one of the best George Washington books around, and will kind of separate the myth from the man when it comes to Washington. I'll tell people whether it's true that he chopped down his father's cherry tree and whether it's true that he had wooden teeth or not. A lot of other stuff we're going to get to as well. I look forward to it. We have a lot of calls. Let's try together to get to as many as we can. You select the next caller. All right. How about uh, how about Dave in Pennsylvania? Dave, you're talking to Frank and Dominic. Go right ahead, please. Hello, Frank and Dominic. Uh, thanks for taking my call, Dominic. Uh, you were, you know, asking, raising the question: Why are the Democrats and Biden, play, you know, pandering to the illegal migrants? And I think if you put your Democratic Party puppet master leftist thinking cap on, I think it makes perfect sense. I mean, they're pandering them to groom them to be future Democratic dependent voters. I think it's fairly quite simple. Frank, thank you for that call. Frank, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily think it's as strategic as that, but I definitely do think it's a factor. I mean, I I, I don't think it's that effective a strategy because you're seeing a lot of Hispanic voters, not only in places like uh, like Texas, and but in places like Florida, vote increasingly Republican. So if the whole idea is to allow Central Americans that are freeing autocratic governments and these thugs to come into the country so they vote Democrat. It doesn't always hold water. So I don't think I think there's more to it than that. I'm going to go to James in New Jersey. James, we, we're short on time. You've got 15 seconds. Go ahead, please. Uh, Dominic, I just wanted to know, I feel sorry for this military family. If somebody couldn't even start like a GoFundMe page for these people, well, I'd be willing to, if I had their address, to mail them some you know, mail order stakes and, and things like that. Well, that, that's very nice of you. I just don't have time to go through uh, a way to contact them as of yet. But, folks, keep it right there. Frank Morano's coming up right now. Alex Barnard with News Headlines. I will be back again tomorrow.